This is Beat 'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 445 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You see that Rihanna concert yesterday? <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Mark Marcellus Rick. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to be talking about all the trailers from the Super Bowl and rating them on how much we care. With the patented Colt Forty Five, the movie podcast, give a fuck a meter. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I am doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, I just finished up uh, the other podcast show that I do, the uh, K-pop podcast. It's called uh, K-pop Cosmos, and we do deep dives on K-pop groups. Uh, the one that we just finished was a group called High Five of Teenagers, or H-O-T. <laughs> Hot. Uh, what? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we just finished that episode, and uh, that one should be out soon. And now I have, like, 1990s K-pop songs that are, like, ingrained in my head because I've been listening to it for the past three weeks. Don't you just always have K-pop songs embedded in your head? <laughs> Not always. I like to mix it up. But, uh, you know, 1990s K-pop is a very particular brand of uh, K-pop music. It's very, It gets very embedded in t- under your skin. Let's put it that way. Is the name of the band like ironic? Are they actually hot teenagers? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you travel back to 1996. They're all in their 50s. <laughs> you travel back to 1996 and you'll see that they pretty much took over all of South Korea. So, yeah, they are uh, <laughs> five hot teenage boys that made a ton of, <laughs> of money. Okay, so it's not 100%. It was like the band Young Black Teenagers who wanted you to twist the <laughs> bottle. And uh, <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever hear Marcellus say hot teenage boys. <laughs> Put that one in the file. <laughs> there you go. That's what K pop has done to me. Uh, and yes, they are not in anywhere near <laughs> young black teenagers. As a deep it was cut. tap the bottle and twist the cap. Am I, am I correct? Was that that song? Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. Yeah, that was that was an yeah, embarrassment. Ninety nine point nine percent of our listeners have no fucking idea what we're talking about. <laughs> just just watch House Party two. You'll 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 learn it quick enough. Awesome. Well, um, it's it's glad to hear that you're into hot teenage boys, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we'll look forward to that episode of your podcast, <laughs> K Pop Cosmos. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, uh, what kind of uh, hot young teenagers are you into this week? Uh, none. 
I I can't honestly say I've seen any this week. You know, it's slim pickings when you never leave the house. <laughs> it's my dream life. Are you living that dream right now? Yeah, yeah. I never leave the house. It's fantastic. I don't have to deal with society. It's it's beautiful. Did, did anything exciting happen, or did you just hang out at home all week? Yeah, I think I just hung out at home all week, and I don't. I can't think of anything really that I did this week. I think I had an art show uh, last Sunday, but that was about it. How did that go? It was good. <laughs> it, it it was it wasn't anything like crazy. I just I seem to be the one that fills uh, any month that they have open. I'm I'm always the person that they ask if I want to put stuff up so they don't have to put their own stuff up. And I'm like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. So it's what I do for the people I care about. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here to house. fill that space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Joey, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Uh, you know, Jen's finally through it. She's over. My wife, Jen, is through it. She's over COVID. And, and, you know, just just doing a bunch of errands this past weekend. I actually went to the movies and it had nothing to do with the podcast. It was a really odd feeling. Yeah. What did you go see? I took my free Cinemark ticket. I finally earned a free ticket and I went to see 80 for Brady. Nice. It's uh, it, it was not bad. I will tell you this. This is funny. Obviously, I think if you are a huge fan of the Patriots and Tom Brady, uh, you'll like it more than if you weren't, but it was very wholesome and cute and had a lot of sensible chuckles in it. Oh, that's all you can really ask for. Uh, it seems like it'd be a fun movie. I think I'll just wait for it to be streaming. Uh, Jane Fonda looks like she'll melt underneath a heat lamp, which would be a good fate for someone who who committed treason. But, you know, <laughs> we try our best. Uh, she definitely looks better than Madonna. We'll put it that way. Wow. <laughs> much, much better than Madonna. Not hard to not look, you know, better than Madonna these days. She kind of looks like she's allergic to bees and just got stung a lot. <laughs> That's harsh. I happen to For love our younger listeners out there. <laughs> Madonna used to be uh, very popular. Madonna, back in the day. <laughs> not only was she popular, but she was smoking hot back in the day. Am I, am I like, Mike, have I out of line here that she was smoking hot back in the day? Uh, you, you're you're not out of line. You know, every once in a while, one of her videos will pop up on the uh, the, the TV at work, and I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember being a a young lad really watching this video. I think right around like Truth or Dare era, she's, oh, she's smoking, dude. She's making naked books with vanilla ice. Oh my god. She was she's looking good. Uh but nowadays she looks like she got stung by a hundred bees. So that's scary. But yeah, the movie was good. It was cute. It was fun. Had some sensible chuckles. I will say I almost lost it about halfway through the movie because a random family just came into the movie. Like, I don't know, it's like forty five minutes in, like parents like three kids they all just sat down and ate popcorn and like were noisy and loud in the front of the movie theater it was very clear that they were just hopping theaters oh yeah of course <laughs> and no, you know i'm not going to be a narc or a snitch and be like yeah but if you're gonna do that then be fucking quiet <laughs> no 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 there, there's a right there's a you know we're entitled to do whatever we want to so we will go see whatever movie we want and we will make as much noise as we want and we will eat loudly uh, and not give a shit because, you know, what are they going to do to us? 
This is true, but it was very frustrating because they were, I, I would assume if you were doing that, you'd try to be quiet, but no, they were as loud as fuck and it was super annoying, but I held my tongue because honestly, I didn't pay for the ticket. It was a free ticket from Cinemark and it, it is what it is. I wasn't going to start a wild brawl in the showing of 80 for Brady. <laughs> it was like me and like three elderly couples in there to start the movie. So. But enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagan's. Please tell the listeners where they can find more SoWizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. Uh, You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our T Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about those Super Bowl trailers. Join us this March 4th and 5th in Dover, New Hampshire at the Dover Elks Lodge for the New England Toy and Record Super Show. We will have over 100 vendor tables selling modern and vintage toys, records, comics, and collectibles. We will also have a separate autograph room with over 10 different autograph guests from artists to celebrities from Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, The Mandalorian. We'll also have Wrestling Hall of Famer Tony Atlas. We will have other awesome celebrity guests that are all posted on our page on Facebook and our Eventbrite. You can make sure to get tickets now on Eventbrite. And you can check out our Facebook, New England Toy and Record Show, for updates. Tickets are only starting at $10 per day or 15 for the weekend. See you guys there. And we are back. All right, guys. The Super Bowl happens every single year. And generally every single year, we get together the week after and talk all about the trailers that dropped all the biggest movies coming out this year. So we're going to run them down, and we are going to rank them on the patented Colt 45, the movie podcast. Give a fuck a meter on a scale of one to five, telling you how many fucks we give about this movie, with five being the most and zero being the least. Before we get into that, Aubrey, did you like the halftime show? Because you mentioned it earlier. I did. I like Rihanna. And you know what? For somebody who hated being pregnant, I don't know how she did all that stuff. (laughs) I was a miserable pregnant lady, and Mar- she was up there dancing and everything. Mark Ellis Reagan's halftime show was Rihanna this year. What did you think? Uh, I'll be honest. I 
wasn't really watching at that point. Halftime was a, a good break for me to go and stuff my face full of wings and chips and salsa, uh, which is what I was doing. Every sec- every couple of seconds, I would look up from my plate of wings and look at what the stage looked like for Rihanna. But, uh, you know, I didn't watch the whole performance, I'll be honest. But it's available online, so I just figured I'd get around to doing it at some point. All right. You know, I thought it was pretty lame to start. I, I'm not a fan of Rihanna's music, so that's that's easy for me to just ignore. But I thought it looked like uh, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> and the dancer guys were kind of dressed like ice climbers. So <laughs> I was dying. And then I was just like, why is this kind of I kept thinking, like, why is this kind of lame? Like, she's not really doing anything. And then about halfway through performance, I realized she's very visibly pregnant. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, then. Then I was like full of respect for her because like she's very pregnant and clearly doing the best she can. And then I was just worried she was going to fall off one of the platforms. Right. <laughs> like protect that woman at all costs. Then we were worried they were just going to leave her up there for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would punt the ball. It randomly would like fly by her on screen or something like that. But um, anyway, as far as halftime shows, I, I don't think it's anything like super memorable. Um, and I think that she did the best she could being pregnant. So it is what it is. It certainly wasn't Prince or anything like that. But is anything, though, Mark, is anything Prince performing in the rain? Yeah, nothing's ever going to top that. It's like the national anthem by anyone against Whitney Houston doing it. It's never <laughs> be better than that. So, you know, it is what it is. But just wanted to get that out there because I know Aubrey had some feels about that halftime well, show you know. performance. Yeah, I th- I think the people that knew that she was pregnant and still shit on it, like they've obviously never been pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, very true. All right, guys, we're gonna get into the trailers, all the movies that had trailers. The Super Bowl. We're gonna start with what was a com- more of a commercial than a trailer, an official trailer, and this was the Super Mario Brothers plumbing commercial. It was a commercial where they used the Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoon theme to show you the Mario Brothers in their natural habitat. What did you think of this commercial, Mark Ellis? Well, um, I'm going to surprise a few people. I never watched the Super Mario uh, cartoon, (laughs) uh, the original one. So that song was completely new to me. Uh, But I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was cute. It, it did seem it it seemed too good to be something that they created for this movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, this is actually not bad. This has got to be based on something that I missed before. And then like a, a little while later, I came across like uh, someone talking about the uh, the theme song of the original show. And I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, but uh, I thought it was cute. I think I'm, I'm pretty much excited for this movie because I'm not a gamer and I didn't watch the TV show. So this is going to be all new to me. Excellent. Aubrey Litchfield, Super Mario Brothers commercial. I mean, honestly, anytime I think of the the cartoon, I think of that story you told us about the girl that made you bring her to the mall and all you could focus (laughs) on was Super Mario. (laughs) That's my thought of most 80s video game shows. It goes directly to that, and it always just brings a smile to my face. Other than that, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it was okay. I... I don't know how this movie is going to be. I'm very uh, weary of it, but I I thought it was a little dirty. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little perverted. So, I mean, but maybe that's just my mind. I'm pretty sure it was just your mind. Yeah. (laughs) 
Wow. Okay. Um, Aubrey is right. I have a uh, a tie to this cartoon, and and I don't know. I don't even know what episode it was on, but a long time ago, I told the reason why on this podcast. And you can feel free to reach out to me on social media, and I'll tell you why if you don't know. <laughs> but I loved the TV show as a kid and a teenager and a senior in high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though it's very cheesy and stupid. Uh, Mark, I would not suggest you going back and watching it. Maybe just watch the intro so you kind of get the joke. But wow, is it bad? Um, it's really bad, <laughs> but in a great way, in a good way. It's very cheesy. Uh, it was a lot of fun for the time. And I, I enjoy them tying it into this. I thought the commercial was cute, just like you guys did. I, I'm all in on this movie so far. I haven't seen anything that makes me feel like, oh, this is going to be bad. It's going to be stupid. I think Nintendo was burned so hard by the movie back in the day with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins, that there's just, there's no way this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Might not be what you enjoy. You might not like it. Maybe it might be too much of a kid's movie, but it's not going to be bad. <laughs> so I, I, I have high faith in this movie on the give a fuck a meter. I'm giving this a four Markellis. What do you have? You know, I'm right around the same place, right around a four. And I will say you got to give Nintendo credit because you know, I, I would assume they have a very tight grasp on their their IP. So the fact that they let the studio kind of rehash their old cartoon <laughs> from back in the day, and that, that, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good sign that that Nintendo trusts the studio. Aubrey, what is your rating on the give a fuck a meter? Um, I'm gonna give it a hmm, three. Okay. Well, you're below me and Markellis, but you are the video gamer of this podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm so nervous about video game movies. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be uh, Tekken and Tekken 2, the movies. Yeah, yeah. Anime movies and video game movies never transfer over appropriately. What about Full Metal Alchemist, the movie? We watched that on the show. Did we not like that? We did not like that. <laughs> I just remember Winry <laughs> being very cute. Okay. All right. All right. Moving along. We are on to our first actual trailer from the show. And this is Fast X. The 10th movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. The end of the road begins in Fast X. Aubrey Litchfield, the floor is yours. No, this is zero. I do not give a shit about this movie at all. I don't even know how they're still going. Just stop it. I don't care about watching people in cars pretending like they're secret agents. Jason Momoa. I don't care. So stupid. I just, it, it, you've seen one, you've seen them all. About family, Aubrey. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Markellis Reagan's uh, Fast X. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I, unlike Aubrey, I love these movies. I, appreciate them i should say not love them uh and i got burned pretty bad by the last one uh as i as i I stated before there's a writer named chris morgan who wrote part three he wrote all of them starting from part three part three four five six seven eight and he wrote hobbs and shaw right so he's been the mastermind of this part nine was the first one that he didn't write and they let the director write it and jesus that is one of the it's a horrendous movie Definitely the worst one out of all of them. That's saying something. <laughs> yes. So 
Uh, I got a little burned from the last one, but I will say the trailer for this actually looks good. I think it looks good. And it's directed by uh, my one of my favorite directors, Louis Leterrier. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was dying when I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you get Louis back. You get Jason Statham back, a little transporter reunion. I'm, I'm all for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this looks cool, man. I'm, I'm at like a I'm at like a four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this franchise is all over the place. I will die on the hill. I will die on the hill that Fast Five is one of the best action movies in probably the last 20 years. Throw away everything else about the franchise that you know or care about or like. And just even if you're like, I hate these movies, blah, blah, blah. Just sit down and watch Fast Five. Just clean, cleanse your brain <laughs> of how you feel about Fast and the Furious and just watch it for what it is. And it is one of the best action movies in the last 20 years. Uh, the rest of them went off the rails or are stupid, though Tokyo Drift does have a lot of hot Asian chicks in it. Um, <laughs> but I, Fast Five is great, man. I, I will die in that hill. I really like that movie quite a bit. This looks like Fast and the Furious. I mean, it, it looks like what the franchise has become yep. a, a, ever since then. Um, just increasingly dumb car stunts. I believe the villain, played by Jason Momoa, is somehow tied to Fast Five. Yeah, they incorporated scenes of Fast Five, so they're going to retcon his character into the other movie. So your your high praise of, of Part Five is going to be completely diminished. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully they go back and release uh, Fast Five Special Edition and like a do-back will walk in front of the screen and then Jason Momoa is in the background. Exactly. Um, so the one thing I dislike about this franchise, besides all the other things, is how up its own ass it is with continuity. Just make dumb action movies. This should be the equivalent of a like kids TV show from the 80s or 90s. Like all this shit happens. And at the end, Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Gang are standing around laughing and it completely resets. Please do not bring random plot points from <laughs> some movie <laughs> from 16 years ago in and expect me to be like, oh, my God, it's that guy from Too Fast, Too Furious and care. Like this is not Marvel. It's not Star Wars. Just make shitty, crazy action movies. That's all I ask. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of where this franchise has lost itself in the last couple installments. So I hope that doesn't continue. The cast is too big. <laughs> like, there's so many goddamn characters. I am super happy that Brie Larson is in it, though. So that's always a positive. And, uh, you know, we're going to see it for the podcast. There's really no choice about that. So this is definitely on the docket. And uh, I've already got Amanda scheduled. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Aubrey, you'll at least have uh, another female voice on the show. But there's nothing I like more than making Amanda watch shit I know she's going to hate. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> thankfully, she's still my friend after all these years. But <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so I'm going to go with a three out of five on my fuck meter, But. Honestly, most of that is just one, the anticipation of you guys watching it and hating it. And I really like Brie Larson. <laughs> you know, I will say that uh, unlike you, I love the continuity. Like that's when the, <laughs> I, that, God, I can't stand it. <laughs> that's when the franchise like really came alive for me. When they linked them all together, I'm like, oh, this is just amazing storytelling. So I'm I'm on pins and needles to see how Brie Larson fits into this because she's tied <laughs> into it somehow. I can't wait to see how they squeeze her in there. I am also very excited to see what way they worm around Paul Walker being dead 
in real life, but not in the movie series. Right. So if you remember in part nine, he was just babysitting. Right. (laughs) (laughs) At no point during any of the things happening in the movie that that were all over the news and international news with all this crazy stuff going on. Did he ever think, man, maybe I should get like my mom to watch the kids for a couple hours and I'll go help. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm interested to see how they worm their way around that. And I'm really hoping I'm honestly like this is my number one hope and it'll never happen. My number one hope for this series is I know it ends, I think, in 11. Yeah. The end of Fast 11. Whatever the hell happens, they go to space, the moon blows up. What does it matter? (laughs) Whatever happens. (laughs) The very end, the police show up and arrest Vin Diesel for stealing (laughs) DVD players in part one. And his son is like, what's a DVD player? (laughs) That's right. They don't even know what it is. Been chasing you for 20 years, Vin. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a three, but uh, it'll be a fun episode of the show. So it's hard for me to super hate on it. So that's Fast X. Unfortunately, not titled Fast N, your seatbelts. Moving along. 65. The tale of Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs 65 million years ago. A movie with a very weird release date, meaning we will not be doing it on the show. That doesn't mean you can't be excited to see it. Marcellus Reagan's Adam Driver versus dinosaurs in Divorce Story 2, colon, 65. <laughs> What do you think? This movie, like the the appeal of this movie, the thing that the selling point of this is it's from the writer of A Quiet Place, which I guess that's okay. Other than that, this looks like the perfect movie for a nine-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. It's like, you like uh, Kylo Ren? (laughs) Do you like laser guns? And do you like dinosaurs? We're going to throw it all together, and here you go. Uh, So I'm excited to see if they're somehow... If they are somehow able to make a decent movie out of this. But other than that, this is just this is what I think Joey sees as Fast and the Furious. Like the way that you look at Fast and the Furious is the way that <laughs> I look at this movie. It's just lasers and dinosaurs and that's it. <laughs> this movie screams um Adam Driver is gonna make a paycheck so he can go make a bunch of indie movies for a couple <laughs> years and then come back again. <laughs> so. Exactly. Aubrey Litchfield, you love dinosaurs. I do. I I am actually I'm I want to like this movie and I want to be excited about this movie, but I'm I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna be into it as much as I want to be. Well, I can tell you that Noah's gonna give it a five out of five. This right now, Get oh, worse yeah, than Dino King. know. <laughs> <laughs> and that that always pops up as like. A, Top movies on Amazon for me too. <laughs> Mark Ellis, what is your rating on the Give a Fuck a Meter? Oh yeah, my rating is a three. Aubrey, what is your rating for sixty-five? Uh, I'm gonna give it a three. I want to really like it. I really do, but I don't know if I'm going to. Well, uh, I'm I'm interested in this movie. I think it has a goofy pr- premise. Um, it looks like something I would have rented in high school when I was bored on a weekend. Uh, my my main concern with this movie is I hope that 30 to 40 percent of this movie isn't them trying to act like him landing in the past is a big mystery because it's literally been the selling point of every single trailer <laughs> since this was released. So that is my fear is that they said, how do we market this? And instead of being creative and not revealing that he's in the past that and then that's going to be like 50% of the movie like oh where are we what are these monsters oh 
they've literally told you already right away. (laughs) They're not, they're not hiding it at all. So that's my main concern with this movie. Um, Unfortunately, we aren't going to be doing it on the podcast. I think it comes out in March and our March is so goddamn booked guys. We got Creed three, Scream six, Shazam two, John Wick four. Jesus. Uh, So (laughs) behind the scenes inside baseball for the listeners out there uh, after this week, we're going to the movies for 10 weeks straight for the podcast. <laughs> so crank up your Cinemark movie rewards card, Mark Ellis, because it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, there's just nowhere for this to fit into the schedule. So unfortunately, we're going to miss it. But I'll probably might go see it anyway. Depends on what my life looks like. But uh, I'm probably going to go with a two. I'm going to go okay. with a two for this one. All right. So moving along, we've got a movie we've seen a trailer for already. We're going to talk about a new one that came out during the Super Bowl, and that is Scream 6, a.k.a. Scream 2022-2, Scream 6. Aubrey Litchfield, you don't even have to watch this for the podcast. You're off that week. It's a horror movie. You are not on the docket. But what did you think of this trailer? It's boring. I don't want to see it. It's 100% not interesting to me. (laughs) Well, you've never watched the other five movies, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, it looks really stupid and boring. Okay, so that's probably a zero for you, a one? Uh, 100% a zero, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Marcellus Reagans, what about you? Yeah, this trailer didn't really do anything more than the last trailer did. I thought that one was much better. This one was just, I don't know, it it didn't really do anything exciting. Uh, But I am still excited for the movie because I love the last one so much. So, uh, yeah, I'm at a four for this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Mark. I don't think this trailer blew me away or anything. And honestly, I don't really want to watch any more trailers or commercials at this point. I want to just enjoy the movie and not have anything ruined or given away for me. But I do love Jenna Ortega quite a bit. So, uh, for my girl, I'm going to have to go with a four out of five on this one. I think Scream and Aubrey, you've never seen any of them, so you, unfortunately you can't contribute to this conversation. But I think Scream, maybe Dollars to Donuts, is like one of the best major horror franchises. I think if you're looking at potentially six movies, one, two, four, five, <laughs> all pretty good. And I don't even think Scream 3 is that bad. And I honestly have not seen it in like 20 years or however long it's been. I saw it in the movie theater. I don't think I've watched it since. But I, I don't think it has that many bad movies. Like you look at something like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or certainly Halloween. I mean, Mark, do you, do you kind of agree with that statement? Or I think it, it might just be the strongest of the major ho- horror franchises. I don't know. It's kind of tough because it's – I don't know if you can really fit Scream with those other horror movies because they're kind of a, uh, a deconstruction of those movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're more of a – which is the reasons why the reason that I like them so much is that they're more of a commentary on horror movies than they are just a regular horror movie itself. So there's a, there's an argument that yes, you know, it's a slasher movie. People get killed, teenagers do bad things, and they get killed, and it, you know it follows the traditional horror movie standards. So it does qualify as being one of the the best horror franchises. But you know, there's I there's the other side where I don't I'm not sure if it really fits in there. Because it's so enjoyable as a commentary on movies. All right. Well, I think uh, some of the listeners should reach out and let us know what they think of that statement. Because I feel that it's right, but I also agree with Mark where it's almost like 
is it the same thing as saying like child's play or (laughs) 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 those things? And and they do have the TV series, which was awful. So, I mean, it's it's horror. It's all over the place. But that's Scream 6. Moving along. This was a weird one, at least for me. And that is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are air. This is the story (laughs) of Nike executives who are trying to sign Michael Jordan to a shoe contract before he becomes the greatest basketball player of all time. I'm not going to put that up for debate. Anyone saying LeBron is a better player than Michael Jordan has never watched Michael Jordan play a game. Don't come at me. It's the truth. I'm sorry, fans. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's the truth. Same. Anyway, not getting into that in the podcast and not a sports podcast, but LeBron is not better than Michael. Um, Aubrey Litchfield, a lot of things you like here. Ben Affleck, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the trailer for this one? I don't even know why this is a movie. Like, <laughs> are we really losing ideas on what to write about? I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Uh, this is going to be there. You know what's going to happen is. If we go see this, there's going to be a shit ton of 13-year-old boys at this movie. Well, I heard Mark's into that, so... Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not Korean. Not all of them are Korean, though. Okay. So I'm guessing it's going to be a low score on the give a fuck a meter for you. It is a zero. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. I uh, do not care. Mark Ellis Reagans. Yeah, I'm not really sure who this movie is for. Uh, the main thing that... The main selling point to me is that it is directed by Ben Affleck. I actually think he's a good director. And if he wants to get behind the camera for this story, I guess there's something to it. But I mean, honestly, do are we going to be surprised why how it ends? <laughs> like, Is there going to be uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist where Michael Jordan doesn't get his own basketball shoe? So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see it. I'm not really psyched to go see it in the theaters. Uh, so I'm at a I'm at a three for this okay all right um again we will not be doing this on the podcast aubrey you are in luck you will not be doing this on the podcast um because it comes out in april and guess what april (laughs) it's completely spoken for already with dungeons and dragons super mario renfield and evil dead rise aubrey you're off that week um (laughs) so we will not be doing this movie on the podcast but like mark said i may check this out um, when it hits streaming, it's really going to depend on the reviews. And that's a weird thing for me to say because I love movies that get horrible reviews. Christ, a couple of weeks ago, I watched a Cynthia Rothrock movie on Tubi that looked like it was shot on a Game Boy camera. So I'm not exactly sitting here stalling the virtues of Rotten Tomatoes and reviews. But if it gets good reviews, people say it's interesting, then I'll check it out. Um, I like basketball and I, I never heard this story before or knew there was some interesting, exciting story. Uh, my assumption was they went to his house and said, here's a whole bunch of money. We're going to put your name on sneakers. And Michael Jordan said, I took that personally and took the money. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know there was some I didn't interesting know there was a story either. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I know there was some interesting story behind it, certainly enough to carry a two hour movie. So it, I might check it out when it hits streaming, but it's just it's not going to happen um, theatrically for me or anything like that. So I'm probably at like a two out of five on this one. Again, we will not be doing that on the podcast, but I still may check it out. So let's hit it up with the next one. And that is something we will be doing on the podcast. And that is Transformers colon Rise of the Beasts. 
as uh, Optimus Prime and the Autobots meet up with the Beast Wars characters in yet another movie that hopefully won't have action scenes that look like you're having a seizure. Markellis Reagans, Megan Fox ain't walking through that door, fans. What'd you think of this trailer? Especially not at Machine Gun Kelly's house anymore. So. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think the original trailer or the trailer that came out before this one was a little bit better, but I do like the fact that we get to hear uh, Mirage talk, the character of Mirage talk. And I like the the hero shots of Bumblebee and Optimus Prime, I think looks pretty cool. I don't think, did they show any of the Beast characters in this maybe like one shot of the gorilla maybe but yeah i think optimus primal was in it for a few minutes a few minutes a few seconds that was really it it was more of a porsche commercial than it yes. was a trailer to be honest with you exactly yeah like porsche is is now behind the transformers franchise this is pretty much what they were saying but you know if it's it's a new voice it's a new person i guess to play in this playground so i'm excited for uh, something new uh, but I'm not connected to the Beast Wars story at all, so you know I'm I'm gonna be at a I'm gonna be at a three for this one too. All right, uh, Aubrey Litchfield. I know you love the Transformers movie. No Mark Wahlberg in this one for you though, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Damn. <laughs> I uh. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about this movie. I I liked Bumblebee, but that was the only Transformers movie out of every single Transformers movie that's come out that I, I've enjoyed. So I don't think uh, there's not much to go on either for Mm -hmm. this. Uh, So it's, it's like, man, I, you're really not giving me anything to want to be excited about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a one because if it (laughs) shows potential like Bumblebee, then I'll be okay. But if it's like, you know, the last millions of them, then I, I'm I'm going to immediately go down to a zero. <laughs> all right. Well, it, it gives the aesthetic of all the previous Transformers movies. I will agree with Aubrey. I really liked Bumblebee. I did not like any of the other Transformers movies. I think the first one was okay. Mark, am I losing my mind here? The first one was okay. Yeah, the first one is actually pretty enjoyable. It's not, you know, the Citizen Kane, but it, it's it's actually a decent movie. <laughs> I, I don't think this was a good trailer or commercial. I agree with Mark on that as well. It felt like um, a Porsche commercial mixed with having like a seizure while looking at Transformers. I, I did not do a good job of explaining to John Q. Public why there's a gorilla or anything like that. So, uh, and with these movies, honestly, my I don't, I don't expect them to be good. So, my hope is it so bad it's funny like age of extinction or the last night just batshit insane stupid where you're just like what the hell am i watching and you're just laughing the whole time i can't take a movie like this that's going to be two plus hours long and feel like jurassic world dominion or Lightyear while watching it I, that's going to be brutal so if it's not good it better be fail face meltingly awful because man this could be a really bad trip to the movies. Otherwise <laughs> that's my greatest fear right now with this movie. So I, I don't have much love for this franchise. Despite being a child of the eighties, I was always more of a GI Joe, he man, star Wars guy than I was transformers. So I mean, transformers were expensive too. So it was hard to really get into them, but I'm going to be at a one out of five on this one. Just not a huge transformers movies guy, not a huge transformers guy period. And I'm really nervous about having to go see this. So 
Transformers Rise of the Beast. We will be watching that on the show. Moving along, we've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Aubrey Litchfield, 80-year-old Harrison Ford is back. Are you ready? No. I, I, he, he doesn't even seem like he wants to be doing this. <laughs> he doesn't ever seem like he wants to do anything. He's like, this is terrible. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm not excited about this. I think it's going to be really boring. What's your score for your fucks given? I'm going to give it a zero. Oh, I really Jesus. Don't, I really don't care to see this. Lower than Transformers Rise of the Beasts? I know. It's how little I care. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Markellis Reagans. Yeah, as someone who loves these movies, the Indiana Jones movies, you know, the thought of another one is... It's a little daunting, especially now that Spielberg isn't behind the camera, but the trailer doesn't really look that amazing, at least the one that they showed for the Super Bowl. But my God, when that John Williams music kicks in, I am like a kid all over again. I am so ready for this. So, uh, yeah, I'm at like I'm at like a four for this, only because I got burned by the last one so bad. Otherwise, it'd be a five. Wow. Okay. This is a very different opinions there from you guys. Ah. <sighs> You know, I appreciate that they're back and they're like, the last one kind of sucked. We want to go out on a high note. I want to believe that they know like this is their last chance, obviously, to do this and they're going to just knock it out of the park. I just I read some spoilers online. They don't sound great. (laughs) The director has pushed back and said those are fake spoilers. Who knows at this point? I just want it to be good. I would sat- I would settle for this being like a three out of five movie. I'd be perfectly happy with that. If I walk out of the theater and say, that was fine. That was a good time. I love Indiana Jones. Goodbye, Dr. Jones. And we're done. I'll be happy with that. Do I want to be blown away with a six out of five movie? Of course I do. Um, I don't think this trailer did a lot. It seemed like the original trailer just recut. So... Uh, much like Transformers Rise of the Beasts, I don't think this this commercial slash trailer really did anything to sell the movie to me. But I I'm, I want to go. I want to see it. Obviously, the first three are some of the best movies ever made. Uh, Last Crusade being the best of the three. Don't at me. Mm. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to save this discussion for another time. Yeah, this is what we have the movie. We have the movie to review. This might be an additional discussion when we go to talk about it. But. Uh, I'm excited for the movie, not so much based on this trailer itself. So I'm going to go with a three out of five for my excitement level. The fuck's given. But the Super Bowl and the trailers roll on. We had a extended big game look at Creed 3. Another movie definitely on the schedule. Uh, Marcellus Reagans, Creed 3. Uh, yeah, I met a... Four out of five for this one. And the only reason I'm not a five is because this is Michael B. Jordan's first directing job. Uh, Based on a trailer, it looks like he is having a ball. It looks like he is throwing everything in here but the kitchen sink. So I'm really hoping that we get a new visual style uh, behind the camera. But, (laughs) you know, speaking of Creed, uh, you know, the director of of, of, um, Transformers, uh, Rise of the Beast. That's the guy that did Creed 2. So that that's uh it's weird that they both have movies coming out now. Um but yeah, I'm gonna be at a I'm gonna be at a four for Creed 3. I'm psyched to see how they wrap it up. Fingers crossed they wrap Al- it up. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. There's still a chance based on how the world is right now. He could go fight in Russia in Creed four. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, uh, you don't have to see this one, but do you have any interest based on the trailer? I mean, you get absolutely Michael not. Jo- Michael B. Jordan with a shirt on. I don't care. This movie <laughs> looks boring. Aubrey's like, pick any Michael B. Jordan movie. Chances are he's not going to have a shirt on. <laughs> I know. Just watch what the any other the- movie. What the hell was the Amazon one that we watched with Montego? What was that movie? It was uh, Without Remorse. Okay. So the funny thing about that movie is my wife and I have separate Amazon Prime accounts. And like when you go onto your TV to watch Prime Video, it says who's watching. And it has me, my wife, and both of my kids each have our own separate one. Mm -hmm. When I pick mine, the picture for Without Remorse, it's like him with a gun. And he's like, it looks like a crazy action movie. If I log in as Jen, it's him with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Amazon's marketing. God damn it. I thought that was hilarious when I saw it. So, but I mean, I was already bought in for this. I love boxing. I'm a huge boxing head. I love the Rocky movies. I love the first two Creed movies. I'm a five out of five on this. I, I, I don't even need to see a trailer. I'm happy about this. I'm excited. I've heard it looks great in IMAX. And uh, the like Mark said, the only thing that gives me pause is it's Michael B. Jordan's first movie. But, uh, you know, you got to believe in the man. So uh, I'm at a five out of five. Creed three. I'm nice. just I'm just almost all in on it. You know, really excited. Speaking of things that we're excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three. James Gunn finishing up his time in the MCU. Mark Ellis Reagan's the trailer. It's big and bold and visual, just like James Gunn uh, likes to make them. I'm not, I know everyone loves James Gunn. I am not a hundred percent all about his storytelling. I think he's, he's mostly hit. There's a few misses, uh, but based on the trailer, I think it looks entertaining enough. I don't think they really give a lot of, of uh, the emotional stuff that's going to happen away. Um, But they also don't give a lot of the big action stuff that's going to be happening either. So it's just like, Hey, come hang out with these characters one more time. So, you know, the trailer didn't really, like, wow me. But, uh, you know, I love Part 2. I know a lot of people didn't like Guardians Volume 2. I loved it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, for this one, I'm going to say I'm gonna say a 4. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm also going to give it a 4 um, because I don't know how they're going to handle a lot of stuff. But I am super excited that Cosmo's in it. <laughs> and that's all I'm focusing on at the moment. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm also going to go with you guys and be a four. I love this franchise. Mark, I also agree with you. I love volume two. I don't understand the hate people give to it. I've, I've seen people have it ranked like below Eternals, excuse me, Eternals <laughs> and um, other movies at the bottom of the MCU. I've seen people, a lot of people at the bottom of the MCU, yeah. which is shocking to me. I think at worst, like even if you maybe have it your worst case scenario, it would maybe be the middle. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. You have that scene where um, Yondu's using his arrow. I, that's a great movie. I liked that movie quite a bit. I don't understand the hate it gets from some people. But, hey, you know, opinions are like assholes. Uh, I'm very excited for this. But I will agree with both of you guys, too. The trailers do seem a little generic. And I think they're trying to hold stuff as close to their vest as possible. Trying not to spoil things. I'm interested to see how they resolve Gamora. I know we're getting a death or two. This is the end of this iteration of the Guardians on screen. So hopefully it's not Nebula. I might get up and leave if it is. (laughs) But 
Uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm excited. Really excited about phase five of the MCU. I'm hoping this is a course correction. So, uh, you know, got Ant-Man coming up next week and then this is coming right along. Hopefully we got some good movies down the pipe. So my excitement level is a four out of five. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. A little worried. A little worried. But our final trailer to talk about, we've all been waiting for our first look at Ezra Miller is the flash in the DCEU, the final breath of the DCEU <laughs> before it turns to the DCU. So thankfully it still rhymes. So if the DCU sucks, we can still say DCU is PU, right. but this was it. Our first look at the flash Aubrey Litchfield. What did you think? Um, I can't get past how much of a douchebag Ezra Miller is. <laughs> so visually the movie looks beautiful. Just like any DC movie tends to look pretty. Um, and I like the filming style of DC, but it, I hate Ezra Miller and I can't get past that. I can't believe that they're still going through with this movie, regardless of all of the scandals that he's been in. Like that is going to kill this movie in the box office. If this movie makes any money, I'm going to be surprised. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks okay, but I'm sure it's going to be trash. <laughs> Well, they can't allegedly take him out of the movie because he's in every single scene in the entire movie, including multiple versions of him. So it would probably take another $200 million just to get him out of the film. What's your rating on the give a fuck a meter? It's um, it's a zero. Jesus. It looks nice, but I do Even not with Batman in it? Even with Batman in it. Oh, my God. I do not care about this movie. I think Ezra Miller's a douchebag. Well, he's getting at least 10 bucks from you at some point this summer. (laughs) Mark Ellis Reagan's The Flash. You know, DC trailers or the trailers for the DCEU are normally pretty cool looking. You know what I mean? Like there's you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, man, this could be a good movie. And then you watch the movie and you get burned by it. Mm -hmm. It seems to happen multiple times. So if I wasn't burned by so many other ones before (laughs) this would probably be based on the trailer alone this is like a five out of five you know what i mean because it's giving you time travel it's giving you multiple universes uh a different version you're getting a cool version of supergirl and you're getting michael keaton fully embracing the fact that he's batman uh i can watch him say i'm batman like a hundred times it's awesome so but the the thing about this this movie is that it's you know it's it's a DCEU movie and they don't have a good track record. Just going back to the last one, so I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a four because I'm excited about good storytelling. Good, co- this looks like a fun comic book popcorn movie. Uh, if it has a good story and I'm sure the directing is gonna be competent, then I'm down for it. Uh, if I'm burned again, just like the other DC movies, then good riddance to all of it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I would say before this trailer, I was probably a zero to a one, much like Aubrey said. And the one was more about watching to see if this would be a train wreck or not. Um, I thought that was a phenomenal trailer, but it also is mostly playing on your nostalgia for Batman 89. Your nostalgia for Batman 89, Michael Keaton, is going to drive your excitement and love of this trailer. Um, That's it's a weird 
movie to me. It's weird that the most exciting thing about the flash is Batman. <laughs> it's not the flash. No one's excited about the flash. Everyone's excited about different versions of Batman in this. Uh, I love Affleck as Batman. I think he's the best live action Batman and he has a blue and gray costume in this. So that was pretty exciting to me. <sighs> It looks good. It looks good. The Supergirl looks great. Uh, Zod is back. Um, hopefully he's going to be flying around in a spaceship shaped like a penis. Um, yeah, I mean, everything is there. Everything looks right. And I should be super excited about this. But much like you, Mark, I am just very cautious about getting excited about anything DCEU. So I'm going to go with a four out of five. But, man, I think that out of all of these trailers from the Super Bowl, this is the number one trailer that made you sit up and go, this either wasn't on my radar or I wasn't even remotely interested. And now I want to see it. Yeah. Everything else was either already on the radar or at least you knew what it was in the tra- trailers may not have been that great. Like Indiana Jones. Um, this was the, the one and it was our first look really at the movie. So to be fair to all the other trailers, but this was the one that made me sit up and go, oh, shit, uh, I kind of do want to see this. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, bad movies can have great trailers and great movies can have bad trailers. My biggest caution on this and my biggest pullback is kind of how much Batman there is in this trailer <laughs> for a movie about the Flash. There's a lot of Batman. So obviously you're not going to have Michael Keaton come back as Batman and then not have him up front in the advertising. But. Man, that's kind of gives me a little bit of pause yeah. how much <laughs> this movie is good and how much it's trading on your nostalgia for a movie that came out in 1989. But uh, four out of five for me. And that's it. That is all the Super Bowl trailers and our opinions and our fucks given. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Um, continuing our black history month celebration, all our recommendations will be from black creatives. doesn't matter if it's a movie, TV show, music, comics, books, whatever. Something you should check out. Aubrey Litchfield. What do you got? Um, I'm going to recommend that everyone go see a woman King. I know that uh, when we saw it, I recommended it, but it it is really good. So now that it is actually on uh, services and you can buy it and you can rent it, definitely watch it uh, because that movie did not get as much praise as it as it definitely deserved. All right, uh, Marcellus Reagans, what do you got for us? Yeah, I definitely want to agree. Uh, if you haven't seen Woman King, definitely check that out. Uh, my pick is a movie that I also don't think got enough credit. In its release, it's a comedy called Undercover Brother that <laughs> is just one of my favorite comedies. It's one of the, it's directed by Malcolm B. Lee, and it's a movie that's, you know, you can kind of say it's like a, like a black Austin Powers type of comedy. But the thing that I love about this movie so much is that it, it understands that it's that kind of dumb comedy while also being a decent hero's journey story. So, you know, it's it's actually decent storytelling and it's free on Tubi. So if you have Tubi, definitely stream it. It's hilarious. Uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, Dave Chappelle's in there. Uh, Chi McBride, uh, Doogie Howser is in there for a little bit. Um, what's her face? Denise Richards. It's freaking hilarious. And it works as a just a simple A to B story. I love it. All right. 
So I will first suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. Adam's been dropping content like crazy on there. There is uh, a bunch of trailer reactions, some of these trailers, some other ones as well. You can see Adam's view on those movies. He's got a cool unboxing of this awesome Star Wars statue that he got. Just go check out our YouTube channel. Tons of free content on there as well. Um, you can support the show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash Podcast and get extra content uh, in your ears and eyes uh, this month. You get our news and other trailer discussions for your $3 tier. $3 tier also gets our video Star Wars podcast. Myself and Adam discussing a Star Wars related topic or two on video, sometimes with guests. And all of our Patreons get our Just Joey Minisode, where just me hangs out, talks to you a little bit about stuff I've watched, things coming up in the next month on the podcast. So if you want to support the show, little bit of scratch our way you can get some extra content as well uh, i was just a movie that is free on tubi been watching a lot of tubi guys i'm sorry uh, tubi's <laughs> awesome one of my favorite movies from back in the day while it did make money it was not a box office smash i still think it's hilarious to this day and that is chris rock <laughs> is cb4 one of the funniest movie parody music parody movies ever made I, I cannot suggest it enough. I know the director was white, so technically it's not all black creatives. There are a lot of black people in front of the camera on this one, and it is a hilarious parody of 90s gangster rap culture. Uh, Chris Rock, <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Um, I can still sing all of the songs to it off the top of my head, so <laughs> I highly suggest you check it out. I have no idea, Mark. How this plays to anyone that's not our age that was around wasn't around in those days. <laughs> I think there would be segments of it that would be pretty hilarious, but yeah, as a whole, I'm not sure if it would play. Uh, and and right. by the way, that was my second. That was going to be my. If I didn't already have Undercover Brother, that would have been what my pick would have been. If you had taken this, I would have jumped to uh, Fear of a Black Hat. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen that, is a very similar movie to CB4, but a different type of humor and also freaking hilarious. So that's another good one, too. But check out CB4. It's free on Tubi. And then get yourself to the theater and check out Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Because that, my friends, is what we'll be reviewing next week on the show. But that is going to do it for episode number 445 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts. The queen of all Transformers, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> er, er, er. <laughs> yeah. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody, have a good week. Uh, rest in peace to Plug 2 from De La Soul oh, and seriously. Wakanda forever. Oof, seriously, download some De La Soul as soon as it hits Spotify. You will not be disappointed. And we'll see you guys next week. Good journey.